0: And we're live here at the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal. I'm joined by Matthew Patrick Davis, musician. And he's also the mother of Barbarian. A big spoiler there. That's
1: right. This will be a spoiler-filled podcast. It would be hard to do the interview without it. Exactly. My entire character is a big, big spoiler. So if you haven't seen Barbarian, push pause or do something, you know, and then go see Barbarian. Watch it on HBO Max. Then come back. Yes, and it, it, I think all movies are like
0: this, but especially Barbarian, uh, it was best going in without not knowing uh, much
1: about it. Yeah, yeah. Did you get to see it in the theater? I did, yeah.
0: I saw it twice. I went to see it, and I really liked it, and then I uh, brought my friend uh, Annabelle to go see it again. Nice. Yeah, and uh, it's weird. Uh, the first 45 minutes, I think, is like a great movie. Not that it's not after that, but it's, then it becomes a completely different movie. That's right switches it up takes yeah. a bunch of turns. which in a way I think some of the the stuff I think's really smart in the first 45 minutes is uh, is overshadowed by, by your character and what happens after that?
1: Oh really yeah like what 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 uh...
0: I think it um, but the two characters their interaction and he's like throwing out like stuff that you'd think be red flags. And there's a lot of like, uh, tension. Like, is he a bad guy? Maybe she's maybe the twist is she's, you know, not who she seems. And I think that's all really interesting. Um, and not that the rest of the movie isn't, but then, um, I think that builds up so much tension. You think between those two, and then it goes totally, a totally different, uh, place. Right.
1: And, uh, yeah, I mean, it is, it's kind of about a, a spectrum of, uh, of male nastiness. Right. And, uh, And then the question is like, well, Bill Skarsgård's character, where is he on that spectrum? You know, and, uh, you know, he's obviously not uh, not horrific as uh, as AJ or as Frank, you know, not at all, not in the slightest. But still, he's like being, you know, kind of a jerk and not listening to her. And that would have saved his life if he just listened to her.
2: All right,
0: but I guess on the scheme of things, being a bit of a jerk is better than uh, some of the stuff that happens.
1: Than having a, a a murder, rape den, uh, dungeon in your <laughs> house is probably right. better. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> depending on your point of view, I guess.
1: Yeah. yeah. So how, how
0: did you get the role? Because I have been watching your videos. You're a musician. You're doing uh, very cool uh, uh, musicals, and uh, I don't if I, when I see you, I don't think, oh, this is a good guy to play. You know this uh monstrous uh, underground
1: uh, mother to play a large naked feral woman <laughs> exactly you don't immediately think sure. of me I hope you don't get typecast I know boy um I'm never gonna wet, get to wear a shirt again <laughs> um I uh yeah I like spinning many disparate plates uh so yes in addition to writing musicals and like kids songs for kids shows Sure, I'll also get in prosthetics and uh, murder some people. Um and I think it's because uh so I'm six eight, you know, I'm a, I got a tall, skinny, uh freaky body. And uh sometimes people want that for their creatures or their monsters or whatnots. Um the way I this I got on a short list for this movie is uh I happen to have the same manager as Doug Jones. Oh wow. Uh, you know, shape of water, fish guy, pans, labyrinth guy. You know? Um and my manager is a comedy manager he he just he came to my one-man musical that i did at the upright citizens brigade theater like a million years ago um and then when we went to sign i was he, he represents a lot of comics and i was like hey by the way i also know who doug jones is and i would like to do that also as a tall skinny person just fyi so uh, ever since then People will come to him for Doug and Doug will be very busy, unavailable. And then he'll do the old Doug Jones pivot. He'll be like, I have a different tall, skinny, physical (laughs) actor. (laughs) And then, um, so that's how, uh, I got on a zoom call with Zach Greger, the writer director of barbarian, uh, before any sort of breakdown was released for the role. And then, uh, and then after that zoom, he was like, Hey, could you put yourself on tape? Uh, there's a scene where she bites the head off of a rat. Can you just like you know, do that scene. Uh, And so, and he's like, and also I hate myself for asking this, but can you take your shirt off? And uh, so I, but it looked weird with me in shorts. So I took my shorts off too. (laughs) So I was just in this room in my office uh, with all the lights off in my underwear. And I grabbed a pickle and was pretending that was the rat. And so I'm drooling pickle juice all over my floor with towels on the ground. And that was the tape that, uh, that booked it that was the Booker
0: <laughs> I love it so um what, what does he like uh, give you for like advice as to like uh to kind of I don't know base the character on but is there anything he tells you to watch or anything like that
1: yeah I mean at first he told me to watch uh Nosferatu the Klaus Kinski uh Werner Herzog one and yeah I loved his physicality in that, so, like such to go from stillness and then to sharp quick movements um, but really what got me in and keyed me into the role, he told me to look up feral children, which I didn't even really know what that meant at the time. But then I well, it's a good
0: thing you were like, oh, I have, I have a bookmark of, of uh, feral
1: children videos. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what I do to go to sleep, uh, you know. Um, no, so it sent me down this horrible, dark YouTube rabbit hole of depressing videos of actual real-life cases of, uh, of like, you know, m- girls being trapped in cages in their formative stages. And um, I didn't mean for that to rhyme. Uh, <laughs> um, you got a new song in the making. Yeah. That's right. I'm trapped in cages in their formative stages. Oh, my God. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Feral Children, the musical. I'm, I'm that's on right. That, yeah. yeah, that
1: would be appropriate. Oh, my gosh. I am not making light of these horrific No, stories. No, no. I'm not either, right? <laughs> I laugh so I don't cry, you know? Um and uh anyways, it was it really just opened up the character and gave me real empathy for the mother because uh, you know, as you see by the end of it, she is a victim, you know, uh and also, I mean, tragically a lot of these cases they would be described as uh two-year-olds in a 20-year-old's body or that kind of thing and they wouldn't be verbal because they'd never learned to speak and in their formative stages so it just explained why the mother was non-verbal and it just brought so much more to the character than her being a scary monster that goes rah. you know do you uh do you get more of a backstory for you don't have to like
0: tell us but do you get more of a backstory for her character from from him or do you even uh, create one yourself
1: Yeah. I don't know. There's, I think there's still questions that he has about the backstory and there are questions that I still have too. And yeah, I don't think, um, I mean, beyond the fact that, you know, she was raised in a cage and is a victim of horrific abuse and, you know, uh, thinking of her as like a child in a large horrific body. And, you know, so when she wants to, when she murders someone, it's, you know, it could be just as like a, a kid, you know, uh knocking their blocks off the table and and instead it happens to be bill skarsgard's head oh spoiler (laughs) alert um uh but also it's a lot about it as protecting her baby you know Mm. so she's you know having a tantrum uh but but yeah as far as going deep into the backstory um you know i don't know we'll have to save that for the prequel i don't know (laughs) oh interesting
0: well i like the stuff in the movie where you know it's the room is just seeing the room is creepy enough yeah and um I don't think you need to show exactly what happened in the room because I think what you what you're thinking up uh, is probably going to be just as bad or worse than what you could actually show in in a movie.
1: Well, and I like that that's what Zach did that he didn't use uh, the horrific abuse of women uh, to like in an exploitative way. I like that when you know Justin's character finds the videotapes and pushes in the videotape, you don't see what's on the tape. It just like it cuts to. It it almost has like the movie has like a moment of silence for the victims. Almost it cuts away from the basement and and just has like silent shots of the house uh, above ground. Um, So, yeah, so I I like I like that about the movie. Yeah.
0: And you talk about empathy for your character, but then you also uh, they establish that his character isn't likable. So you don't necessarily
1: feel bad for him when things
0: start to happen.
1: You mean Justin Long's character? Justin
0: Long's character, yeah.
1: Yeah, I like that they almost give him a moment of redemption, uh, but then he immediately pushes a woman off of a building. <laughs> so <laughs> like, no, he's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 What was uh like when you first saw the finished movie? Because I don't know how familiar you, you were with like the, the beginning of the movie, if you were there for the whole filming. Or... Well, yeah, I was there for five weeks. They, they shot, so I was there for most of the shooting, um, and they had me spread out. I only shot twelve days throughout that five weeks. So I had a lot of downtime. And you know, I did my sightseeing in Bulgaria, which is where we shot. Um, but I also this was my first film, so I wanted to watch a film be made. So they let me just hang out on set and watch them, you know, make make a cool movie. So I actually I had seen a lot of that first chunk of the movie uh be shot. Um I actually I hadn't seen a lot of Justin stuff um so that was i assume that wasn't all filmed in bulgaria a a lot of history no it was i mean except for him in malibu that's actually malibu but everything else was shot in bulgaria um they they built that city street in a field in bulgaria and built those rundown houses uh because apparently it's cheaper to do that than to just shoot That's kind of
0: crazy to even think about yeah
1: yeah, yeah. They, it's cheaper than shooting in Detroit, I guess. <laughs> Building Detroit in a field in Bulgaria. Yeah. How about the tunnels? Are they all built
0: or did you just go find some creepy tunnels? Or
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those are all on a soundstage. And so so where all the interiors were, so the inside of the house was on a soundstage. And then you would go outside and then there would be the tunnels there, and then there would be the stairs that kind of go up. And um, so it was all in this one soundstage. Yeah.
0: Uh, you said you were six eight, so how like um, re- even even though if they're made tunnels, still you got to crouch down and run. Like how physically demanding is the room?
1: Yeah, the uh, oh sorry, my phone beeped. Um, but the um, yeah, no, the tunnels were were not six eight; they were <laughs> shorter than me. But I figured she would be in kind of an animalistic crouch anyway, so that worked. Um, but certainly, but the the tunnels were dark and they were made out of kind of like this like almost stucco material or something so i every day running through those tunnels i would end up with all these like scrapes on my forearms and right. <laughs> yeah
0: now you said you kind of you got into doing the um, the big monster people um because you're six eight and you're thin and stuff but uh once you start getting the prosthetics on um, what was that experience like because i don't so- know you know i assume before you do it you don't
1: know if it's something you're into Right. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've done it a handful of times now. So, but this was the most I had like previously it had been for maybe little like TV spots or a commercial or that kind of thing. So that's going to be a couple days. Um, so this was my first time doing it for, for 12 days plus a makeup test. So all in all, I, I got into the mother costume, like 15 days. Um, but it was interesting. I mean, like as an actor just, get the gift of seeing yourself in the mirror, slowly transform into a completely different, you know, gender, completely different person. You know, uh, someone that doesn't look anything like you, it's very immersive and transformative. And so it's fun. I don't know, you kind of go into like a Zen state, like um, even if it did take like four hours to get into the makeup or whatever, (laughs) by the end of shooting, they got it down to like two and a half or three.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: No. That doesn't seem too bad. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, which is worse,
1: so getting the makeup on or taking it off? Uh it's faster to take it off, but it can't be too fast. And sometimes they they wanted to go home just like I wanted to go home. So right. They were starting to take it off a little too fast, and it is literally glued to your skin. Like if you tried to. To pull it off, it would rip your skin off, so it does need to be taken off with some care also. so there were sometimes that I had to be like, "Hey, hey slow down, <laughs> yeah yeah did you get to keep any of the prosthetics
0: I don't you know for your own <laughs> personal use or for I don't know, I know. shoots
1: or something I, th- I, I unfortunately not. I think my my head and my wig and then my uh, my sweet sweet boobs are still <laughs> still in Bulgaria. No, oh, you could have made a fortune on OnlyFans. I, know. I know, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, is Bulgaria? What's the weather like there? Because I, you said you're nude, but you also have the prosthetics. I don't know, like how hot you are or cold you are uh, when you're filming.
1: Yeah, I was actually because uh, I when I first read the script, I thought it would be a full body suit, uh, but no, it, it turned it out turned out to be more minimal than that. It was just like a face piece, uh, a neck thing covering my Adam's apple a boob piece, and then a crotch piece. And then the rest was all me, baby. Like it was my <laughs> arms, my stomach, my back, my butt, my legs. <laughs> yeah. So as a result, we we were in the summer, we were there in the summer. So it was nice weather. Um, but we had some night shoots and it would get cold during those night shoots. And, uh, you know, particularly like after, you know, after we've, uh jumped off the water tower and i'm lying on the ground with georgina on top of me Uh, like the wind was blowing and i was i I was like man i am really i'm just naked (laughs) at night outside and it's cold (laughs) (laughs) is that just like get out of your mind when you're getting character or do you
0: just realize i'm cold this whole time uh
1: yeah i mean luckily they had a they had like a, a heated tent for me to go to between takes, and uh, they had a nice robe for me. So I think if if I were to act while like visibly sh- uh, shivering or something, that probably wouldn't have helped. Right. right. Um, but yeah, like it, it's you know it's not uh, torturous or anything. It's it's enough to. Yeah. To, uh, what's Georgie and uh, Campbell like? She's great. Yeah, she's just like her performance is so impressive because just to sustain like being at or like near or at crying (laughs) you know and being scared Mm -hmm. for a long period of time it was really fascinating to watch her like in that last scene uh we would you know they were doing last looks on her and then I just watched her eyes. She just like kind of went to a different place and I watched her eyes well up and then she did the scene and I was like, oh, that's so impressive, you know, to have that facility with your emotions. And um, and then, you know, cut and then she'd be back to joking and, you know, she didn't have to like stay in an intense place uh, for a long period of time. She yeah. was able to flip back and forth.
0: Are you the same way or do you have to get in the feral child uh, mode? I don't know maybe if that's something that uh, does affect you.
1: Yeah, I we were we were flipping in and out of character for sure, and like and especially the weirder scenes, uh, you know, forcibly breastfeeding Justin Long. You know, we were laughing between takes and that kind of thing. Um, yeah
0: do you, do you uh, do you go over those scenes before you do them? Uh, well, I assume you do, but like, I uh, mean, mm-hmm. like, do, you, do you practice? You know, forcibly breastfeeding Justin Long
1: before the uh, before you do it yeah (laughs) yeah with like a pillow or something (laughs) a pickle uh, yeah or a pickle yeah just everything can be a pickle um yeah no i mean so what i did do (laughs) was i knew that her uh that she's been watching this video this breastfeeding video on a loop for you know presumably years and years and years um and so i did ask the director uh if he could give me that footage because however, the woman was breastfeeding her baby, I wanted to breastfeed just in the same way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it was actually from that discussion that Zach had the idea. He was like, oh, we're shooting that actually in the next few days, I'm gonna put in behaviors in the video that then you can mimic. And so, so that's where like things like the little nose boop mm-hmm. happens. <laughs> and then the whole moment at the end where, you know, where I say baby and kiss her, with uh my you know fingers yeah that uh that was a kind of a last minute um you know idea he so hadn't would. filmed that part yet yeah exactly so he was able to put that in and then come back to me all excited and be like okay we got this we got where you you rub the rub the nose and a little boop and he, all this stuff he, he, yeah it was, it was great
0: yeah that's wild uh kenneth perkins says this is freaking cool just watched barbarian again this week uh
1: pumpkin too is this the first time playing a character like this? Oh, for sure. Yeah. There were a lot of firsts in this movie for me <laughs> I mean, every day. was an adventure. I mean, yeah, I just like, oh, today I'm going to Kool-Aid man through a wall and uh, and then rip someone's arm off and beat them with it. OK, normal, normal. Um, yeah, it was crazy. So back
0: with Justin Long, what, what is actually the milk made of? <laughs>
1: uh well, the 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 prosthetic teat uh, was actually was not a working teat, uh, so there was no milk in there. Mm-hmm. But as far as what was in that bottle, that is a good question, and I I don't know. I I mean, it was milky, so I assume it was just some nice fresh milk uh, that uh, Georgina had to drink, and that Justin had to have like kind of uh, <laughs> spackled on his face.
0: Right. Right. I guess. I guess that's a question for them uh you know how
1: it yeah yeah
0: And know uh, it's out there a lot now the, the deleted scene where you uh bird feed uh, justin Long's character so what was that like the film
1: yeah that was on the same day that we did the breastfeeding scene and so it was it was a big day um yeah uh after the breastfeeding scene there's a deleted scene where mother bites the head off of a rat and then baby birds it from her mouth into his open mouth um and that was just i'm really grateful that justin is such a good guy he cuz yeah. he, he could have been weird about it or could have been like <laughs> okay i'm good you know but uh you know before we were about to do that i was like are you okay with this and he's like it's definitely the grossest thing so we have to do it you know uh and then even things even things that weren't filmed he had a great attitude about it like like I was, for my coverage, uh, we had like a fake rat and then we had a real rat. And for the fake rat, they had these tubes that were like spurting blood when I would bite the head off of it. And the blood, so I'm straddling Justin. He He's not on camera. And the blood is just like pouring all over his crotch, basically. <laughs> and he he's there just going, oh man, this is this is getting into my underwear. <laughs> I'm going to need to change underwear after this. Okay. You know, and he just like had a, Still had a positive attitude the entire time. It was a testament to attitude on a set. <laughs>
0: um. Well. Ah. Uh, so you don't know what the milk is made of. What What's the head made out of?
1: That that your bird feeding? Yeah. to just uh, yeah. some bloody or probably ketchupy uh, prosciutto. Oh,
0: well, that's very uh-huh.
1: that's very pleasant. I'm half Italian, so I approve of the prosciutto. Hey, yeah. <laughs> that's right. So, yeah, and, uh, and and in Bulgaria, oddly enough, there are a lot of Italian restaurants there. <laughs> So Justin, that very night, after taking a chunk of bloody prosciutto into his mouth, he uh, he had prosciutto that night at the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I so, would think
0: that would ruin prosciutto for you, but when maybe think, he's made
1: it better. I don't know. Yeah. I know maybe he maybe he now craves it.
0: Yeah, maybe it's a weird question, but okay. So you, you go through that scene. Um, is it disappointing that then it doesn't make the final the final movie?
1: uh i mean yeah a little bit yeah yeah there's certainly enough other wild bonkers things that uh-huh. are in the movie that i did that it's like it's it's good it's good and yeah. i like that the the scene is available uh you know if you buy it on digital or i mean oh, it's it, on. it is i didn't know that oh it is yes it's yes uh and you it's also an article like look up entertainment weekly barbarian rat <laughs> There's an article where it has just has the video uh, for free, um, but yeah, but also if you buy it on iTunes or whatever, you get the deleted scenes and like. Oh, a, cool.
0: I actually didn't know that. I'm I'm, I'm, gonna go, I'm very happy. I don't know what that says about me. Yes. But yeah, I would like to. You check can that. you can watch it in all its glory. <laughs> was there anything else that was uh, not even filmed but was in the original script that uh, they decided even before they filmed
1: it? Like we we don't want to do this or not anything that I was involved in um that was all pretty well actually that's not true so Bill's death Keith's death uh was gonna be you know the the hammering Jack hammering his head against the wall and then I was supposed to pull out his bottom jaw and shove it into his eye holes (laughs) (laughs) and on set they had in, in they had like three fake Bill Skarsgard heads And they did have a jaw that was like this it must have been an animal jaw or something there was like meat on it 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 seemed like a real jawbone and we did try that a couple times but the it would just kind of squish the rubber head it made the rubber head look fake uh it wouldn't just slot right into the eye hole so zach quickly was like "Mm, no we'll just have it be the head bash (laughs) the wall thing yeah um yeah there were a, a couple times where the effect kind of wouldn't exactly go as planned. So there would just be, Zach would be really good at pivoting in the moment. Um, an example of that is when I Kool-Aid man through the wall, uh, it was so funny. They, I got to set and they're like, okay, This wall is so fragile. Don't even touch it. Don't even go near it. Don't breathe on it. It's so fragile. And we only have one take on this. We only have one go. So you're just going to run through it. It's going to break. Okay. And uh, here we go. So I'm on the other side of the wall. I'm like nervous and I'm waiting for uh, uh, Andre's line. They're like, I've been here 15 years. She ain't never come in this mother. And then I put my shoulder into it and it breaks where my shoulder is, but it was not fragile. It was, it breaks where my shoulder is, but it doesn't break where my skinny legs are or anything. So it basically, uh, I'm basically, there's a shot of mother, like trip falling through the wall (laughs) (laughs) that they, uh, mercifully, they cut away from that. And then they had (laughs) me, um, they had me just go back around and jump through the wall uh, (laughs) hole. So they, they were able to fix it, but it was so funny to just like, to be like, oh my gosh, I screwed this up. And, and to hear Zach go huh okay (laughs) uh you know (laughs) and you know it's not your fault that you feel like it's your fault right
2: Uh, yeah
0: this is gonna be a very strange reference but uh i assume you're not a pro wrestling fan
1: i mean like growing up i remember hulk hogan and andre the giant and all that stuff and rowdy roddy piper and you know all those guys but i haven't been keeping up it's just because
0: that story reminds me of in the
1: 90s was the rest of the shockmaster and his his
0: debut on live tv he breaks through a wall and he trips <laughs> and his fin his helmet fell off and it became like a big like a, a joke
1: for for decades uh, ever since oh that's funny yeah see he had to do it live so he didn't have the benefit of editing <laughs> Right. <laughs> but yeah people don't think about that they're like what about the part around the feet how does that break away <laughs> right yeah it you was probably like t- won't So bottom. it's just gonna trip you <laughs> <laughs> could you see well um I know
0: your eyes are open but you have uh contacts
1: yeah I had contacts but they weren't as bad as like i did a a a commercial where i was a zombie and and that was a full like cloud out of my entire eyeball so and also that didn't have my prescription in it i have really bad eyesight naturally so um so i was pretty blind doing that zombie commercial but for this this was actually an idea from from doug jones i had a a zoom call with him before i went to bulgaria to shoot a barbarian and i was just picking his brain about everything and I was just like, oh, yeah, by the way, do you have like 2020 vision or do you have do you wear contacts? And he's like, no, I have 2020 vision. And I'm like, uh-huh, well, meaner, neener, neener, uh, good for you. And I'm like, well, I uh, have horrible vision. And uh, he's like, oh, they can put that prescription in your creature contacts. Oh, wow. And he's like, but you should get that. You should tell them that now so that they can do it because it requires some lead time. Uh, I was so grateful for that because then I emailed them that and immediately Zach called me and was like, how blind are you? Because you're going to be in these dark tunnels with beams, like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I will be blind, so I probably do need to see. Uh, anyways, all that to say, I could see.
0: Yeah, I would have. That's something I wouldn't have thought of. And it's uh, good. Uh, God bless Doug Jones here helping. That's out. right. I I used to have uh, before LASIK. I had like 2060 vision with my glasses on. It was very bad. Oh, but then you got the LASIK. Yes, which and, and- uh, it, yeah, it was 2015 for a while. I think it's like 2020 now, but for years it was 2015, which is, uh, and this doesn't matter, but 2020 isn't perfect vision. It's actually normal vision. 2015 is actually better than 2020.
1: All right. So you're on board with the LASIK.
0: I feel like <laughs> I am. It, it was very strange experience. They pry your eyes open and yeah, they might do a little different. Now this was a long time ago and the, you could actually see the scalpel go around your eye and then it's Ooh. bloodshot as it, as it goes down. And then they put the, you had to do, I had to go through a lot of tests to make sure I'd be able to keep my eyes open. Mm -hmm. It's a very, it sounds terrific, but it was very quick though, too.
1: Yeah. It's clockwork orange.
0: Exactly. (laughs) I wasn't forced to watch anything.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Just the laser going
0: into your eyes. (laughs) Right. That's probably worse. I guess. Yeah. Uh, Pumpkin head. uh, There's a phrase. uh, There are worse things down there that the homeless guy mentioned. Would that mean they're, uh, would be other children in those subterranean corridors i know when i watch it i assumed he meant the uh, the richard
1: brake character yeah exactly yeah i assume he meant the richard brake character also i think he meant frank but but yeah i mean that's one of the questions and the open question marks about it uh, that have yet, yet to be defined but i mean so presumably if the mother is a product of like horrific inbreeding and all that so who is the mother's mother and who was the mother's mother's mother and did mother have a baby yeah because they said it
0: was like a progression of uh like a yeah it wasn't just you know one
1: offspring it was an offspring of an offspring of an offspring so and to get to a level of mutation you would need multiple you know and uh so you know I, yeah and there were multiple cages and there's a giant pit you know i think like obviously like frank's at the end of his life when we see him and uh you know so he's had a long long horrible right.
0: and then if there, if it's multiples or
1: multiples what maybe was passed down
0: from frank's uh relatives this whole thing so i don't know oh oh that's
1: what i was thinking
0: but i, I who knows but i like a movie that makes you think and uh
1: yeah yeah i like that things aren't totally uh sketched out for you uh
0: um, were you well you said you were there for the whole thing so uh i don't did you have scenes with richard Brake? i'm not sure if you guys were seen together but
1: uh so that was the well so for the flashback they shot that last um because they had to re the houses that they that they built to look all run down they had to rebuild them to look nice um and so i think i left before they shot that stuff. But uh, there was overlap when Richard was getting to hit into his old age makeup. Um, the same makeup team that did my makeup did his. So I, I, I got out of the chair and he got in the chair. Uh, so we did meet and there's a picture of us together in our, in our uh, prosthetics and stuff. But yeah, we never, uh, you know, shot anything together, but, but yeah.
0: I'm a big fan of richard Brake. he's always good in everything and uh she plug he's on the show uh, years ago oh nice yeah he's he's great yeah um is there any progress for a sequel or a prequel
1: i don't know i i have no idea i don't know uh, might be a little early yet yeah i i don't know i mean um you know it was a surprise success i think and i yeah. think studio does is interested in that um it's just a matter of if Zach wants to do it, uh, or if Zach wants to like ha- create the concept and give it to a different writer or director, or, you know, I don't know, it's out of my hands, but, uh, but I'm here, I'm ready. Uh, so- my joke about is if they did a prequel, um, uh, about the mother, I'm like, well, now, now I'll finally get the Hollywood experience of uh, being replaced by a younger woman, <laughs> <laughs> but no, Zach's been very loyal. He's like, no, 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 no. You are the mother. You're, mm-hmm. He's- Okay.
0: Very well. Yeah. Yes. We'll see.
1: Yeah. No. It um. Even before it came out, a lot of buzz.
0: And but um. Well, so I was at Fright Fest. So I've a I have a small beef with Barbarian because as at Fright Fest with the world premiere of my first feature film, and they and they they uh, scheduled Barbarian like a a sneak preview of it right after my movie. So it everyone left the uh my Q and A to go see Barbarian. They were all apologetic. I was like, I, I understand. understand. Uh. But. <laughs> how dare they (laughs) yeah but everyone was talking about barbarian then and uh so were you surprised with the success because uh it it kept building you know theatrical
1: run yeah i mean like i knew that i liked it you know but i i was not objective i i i really i because i see myself in the film and i see Oh, that's me in prosthetics you know i i but so it's been a surprise one to get all this feedback about like oh my gosh it's a dude you know like <laughs> even right. that i'm like oh well, yeah i didn't good. know that originally either so yeah, that, yeah. that's a good sign mm-hmm. um and i think it wasn't until the like the rotten tomato score came out and like the critics i was like oh okay great people that are uh more objective than me uh, like it you know and then obviously too the first time i saw it with an audience that was great because like, I knew everything I'd read the script. I knew everything that happened, but hearing it through an audience's uh, reactions was so entertaining. And then I just kept uh, I saw it in the theater 10 times um, because it was just so fun to cause it's funny and all those like wild turns it takes. It was just fun to like be in an audience when they're just screaming or laughing. Uh, that's why i was saying the show
0: horror and comedy are the two best uh genres to watch with an audience for sure
1: yeah i i'm so grateful that because it totally especially now could have been just put on hulu or something so i'm mm-hmm. just amazed that it was actually in theaters right yeah. great.
0: So i said i had the buzz at the festival but not always do festival movies also get go to the theaters or uh connect to the same um audience because you know uh a lot of people like just maybe really underground weird stuff at the festival and that doesn't always appeal to everyone else mm-hmm. but it does seem like uh well this year alone a, a lot of uh weird underground kind of horror stuff ha- has done really well yeah
1: yeah it's been a good year yeah
0: the smile lot of stuff i don't you know we won't good plug enough. other movies but but <laughs> it's been a good year oh uh, yeah <laughs> stephen king uh
1: um someone here in the chair said said about stephen king really liking the movie uh, i know i saw him tweet about it so i mean it's, it's just amazing that he's seen my boobs <laughs> not many people well i don't know maybe they can say i i don't think many
0: people can uh, can claim that stephen king has seen their boobs <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah with the is he's not gonna get in trouble for that it's out there so I saw on your Facebook that uh, a fan, Britney, sent you some really cool cards.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I. They're in the other room. Otherwise, I'd show them. But yeah, there's one is just like this hairy milk bottle, uh, and it says "ba ba," and then the other one says "Be my baby," and it's this painting of uh, of my finger on Justin's nose, and uh, it says a little boop with like a little, you know, talk bubble.
2: Yeah,
1: um, and. Yeah, she like hand painted them, and now they're available on her Etsy. Uh, oh, that's awesome! Yeah. So I I've I, I made a post about it on my Facebook or my Instagram. Go check it out and go buy one if you want. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so I saw your book for convention. I don't know if
0: you've done one yet, but uh, you're gonna be anyway.
1: Right, I haven't. I haven't done one yet, but I think at the beginning of this year, I'm gonna do a couple and kind of dip my toe in and see what that's like.
0: That, that I think that'll be a cool experience. Any plans to do to do a, fo- a full costume photo uh, op at any time?
1: <laughs> I don't know how that would, I would have to hire an LA <laughs> uh, <yeah>. person. <laughs> hire to like to a get, professional makeup, you right. Yeah, to like re, to recreate the, the prosthetics. You know, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be pictures of mother, but it's going to be clean cut me. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I know that like uh you know, the guy who plays Art the Clown, he he he's hmm. doing all the conventions. Yeah and, he's Thornton, yeah. In, yeah, and he's in the full getup. Yeah. Um but I think his is just like a mask he can pull over his head or something. I don't know. Probably, yeah. I think I think they might have extensions on the cheeks
0: and stuff. But it might be it might be like uh, like a mask, if like you said.
1: Yeah. You, have you? I imagine you've gone to a lot of horror conventions. oh uh, yeah. I used to. Um,
0: yeah, I used to do a lot of. I used to host a lot of the panels, and uh, the right. movie I mentioned uh, earlier, I actually filmed at a convention. But yeah, oh. I used to do a lot of conventions.
1: Yeah! 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 So do you think I should be in full makeup or, you know, will well, it be what I would do if I were you, I would
0: do, do the conventions as yourself for the while and then, and then do the, uh,
1: the full makeup. That's right. See yeah. if, you know, yeah. See if some convention really wants to foot the bill for, you know, some for of the them
0: pro- have had like professional uh, makeup artists.
1: Oh yeah. Um, we'll do like
0: demonstrations there. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. So <laughs> yeah, maybe it could be a, a collaboration. Someone will, will transform me. Yeah, into I think like,
0: even, like, you know, Tom Savini did, like, a, a Jason at one of the conventions, and you know, like, the, you know, professional uh, guys have done the, like, Uber Jason and, and these different uh, horror characters. Well, that's, you should put
1: on a hockey mask.
0: Well, that one was a little more, a uh, little more to it, I think. But, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It was more the zombie Jason when he, he
1: comes oh, back. Okay gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> are you a horror movie fan I have a lot of horror blind spots um I and so part of it was I mean you know, like I grew up loving you know The Shining and loving uh Evil Dead 2 and stuff like that um but also kind of avoiding things that I thought would be too much for me like I've never seen a Saw movie or you know that kind of thing um but when I was on set in Bulgaria like Zach Greger is obviously a huge horror fan, and uh, this new Regency producer Elena, she was a big horror fan. So I was like, okay, what should I watch? You know, while I'm here, and so that's when I watched *Hereditary* for the first time. Oh, nice! It is, you know, awesome. Obviously, yeah. um, and uh, Zach really loves *Audition*, the the Japanese movie, and so I watched that for the first time in my hotel in Bulgaria. It's pretty graphic, like... yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I was watching it with like my earbuds, and the sounds of those little oh, just all of that was uh, that was a lot. But I've rewatched it actually, and okay. uh, I mean, I really like it. It's a really good movie. Yeah. So I was proud of myself that I could rewatch it. You
0: know? Yeah, definitely. And what's, I, what's your
1: favorite? What's your favorite? What's your horror
0: movie of all time? Yeah. Or? yeah. It really depends what mood I'm in, but I would probably go with like universal monster movies. I grew up watching those. I really like uh, the uh, Frankenstein, especially, and The Invincible Man. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, a Creature from the Black Lagoon is up there, too. I also like uh, Creepshow, which was up here. That's uh, the first VHS date my mom bought me in the 80s. Awesome. And uh, I like it a lot, too, because I think it's got a combination of monsters, and it's also very funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've seen both of those. I've seen the Tim Curry and the Bill Skarsgård, yes.
0: Oh, it, yeah. That would be it. But I like it too. Um, oh, what did you say? You
1: didn't say it? No, I said creep show. Oh, you said Creepshow. Oh, and then you were saying I like it, but you were so Oh, still see, all right, creep right. Show. I like it, but I also <laughs> do like it. And I also okay. like do I also
0: like both versions because uh, awesome. I like that they're played differently. Oh, for sure. Cuz the Skarsgård one is actually more I think closer to the novel, where he's more otherworldly, as opposed mm-hmm. to just an evil clown. Mm-hmm. But I think both are are, are good, and um, I really like the the child. I like both parts, but I think even the book. I think when they're children is a better, is more interesting than the adult yeah.
1: part. Yeah, for sure.
0: And a uh, psycho. I like psycho. I like a lot of the old stuff, but I mean, I like a lot of. It really depends what kind of mood I'm in. I like some crazy, bloody, crazy movie. Uh, if I if I want something funny, Evil Dead Two is a great, uh, very so, fun, so good. Yeah, just uh, it was a few months ago they did they showed all three, Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, and um, Army Darkness outside in a cabin by the woods. <laughs> it was or yeah, by a cabin in the woods. It was a oh, great, uh, fun experience. Yeah. Awesome. So I do want to mention your music because I was watching uh, some of the videos. I watched A Nightmare Before Christmas, which was awesome. And uh, I w- I was listening to the Shining musical songs, and I thought these were were
1: fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's your horror, you know, overlap. I wrote a half yeah. hour. Musical, uh, not to lose my horror crib, but I also am a musical fan,
0: so I oh, like yeah? the combination of the two. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, that's great. What are some of your favorite musicals? Uh, well, the first musical I ever went to live was, uh, I guess it's a horror musical, but is A uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, uh, that, that musical is so good. It's so funny. And oh, yeah. It's great. Good. Yeah, the music's amazing. Uh, Dom DeLuise was uh, Mr. Mushnick in the one I went to see. Oh, wow. Awesome. I love... He's
1: hilarious. Yeah. I was, uh, I'm going to say all horror ones. But I, I love Sweeney Todd. Yes, me too. I have the score for it right here. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I'm a huge Sondheim fan. So my mine are tied for Sweeney Todd and Sunday in the Park with George are my uh, two Not fans. True. Yeah, and when
0: the first time I was in England, I had to go to Fleet Street and eat a eat a uh, meat pie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my friend didn't know what the hell I was. I was like, we have to have meat pies on Fleet Street. He's like, mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. I don't know. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Was- um, Just real. It's it was a small. Uh, music, um, I forget the name of the company. It's a small company in Boston. And every October, they do like a weird Halloween thing. And they did um, silence the musical. And it was a silence of the lambs musical. And it was, if you ever, I don't know if it ever played it anywhere else, but it was oh, so yeah. funny.
1: I've heard of that. Right. They have a whole number called like put the lotion in the basket. Or-
0: <laughs> yeah. And they have a whole one with, uh, um, with multiple mix when he, um, throws his um ejaculate at uh but there's a whole song about that. Yeah, and everyone plays it super straight and the music is like really well done but very like dramatic, which makes it much more
2: funny to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, do you still yeah. do the musicals? Well, yeah, the the most recent one I did was an original musical uh, called Pun Off, which is a musical about pun competitions, which are a real (laughs) thing. They're a real thing that exists. There's been there's one in Austin that's been going for like 45 years. Um, And I just love stories about uh, just nerdy adults that care too much about a niche thing and, you know, are competing. (laughs) And so. it reminded me a lot of actually of the documentary King of Kong. Did you I had
0: this in my as soon as you started saying that's what I thought because I, I saw you did a King of Kong musical
1: and I yeah. love that movie. Yeah, me too. I mean, I just love how there's a real good guy and a bad guy yes. <laughs> like Billy yes. Mitchell is an amazing character and he's real. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he has like minions that it's like <laughs> yeah, you could write in. a better villain. And yeah, a exactly. better underdog yeah yeah it's like this shakespearean you know epic tale epic battle and but it's about donkey kong <laughs> <laughs> so so yes i did do a, a half hour musical of king of kong with like 8 bit chip tune music and stuff <laughs> um but that uh, i don't own that uh, mm-hmm. property um I'm so sure. uh pun off was kind of a way of doing what i liked about king of kong but doing it with uh my own idea and then it's also an excuse to like shoehorn a bunch of wordplay into songs which i already do already but when it's about punsters then uh then it's warranted yeah so.
0: and a cheap plug for other uh fans of king of kong i did an interview with uh mr awesome Roy shilt many years ago when the movie came <laughs> out it's like an hour interview it's very bizarre and it's very funny wow that's awesome and have you i think they should play a clip of it it's uh it's not the ballad of Billy Mitchell, but it's like the Billy, it's, I forget what it's called, but it's a Billy Mitchell song that they play. They play just a little clip of it in King of Kong. But if you ever hear the entire song, it's amazing. Okay. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, this has been very, <clears throat> this has been very fun. I, uh, I yes. loved, uh, Barbarian, even thank though I messed you. up my Q and A and, uh, and I, I yeah. really like the music stuff that you doing.
1: Oh, thank you thank you yeah uh if anyone's interested they can go on my youtube channel matthew patrick davis or uh you know my instagram and i have songs there that i've written yeah it's very fun it's
0: I, we do people... music of the month on the show maybe some point we could have you as our music of the month and every interview would close out with one of your uh, one of your tunes if, uh, hey, sure. if we work it out, that'd be great as long as i don't get flagged on the youtube forum I know. How would that? Yeah, well, I don't know. How I have works. to get permission. Is how it works. Okay. I used to do it when we were audio only. No, it didn't matter. But uh, since I do it live on YouTube, it's a lot more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So, where can people follow you? Not to your uh, home,
1: but yes, yeah. follow me to my house. Um, uh, on Instagram, Matthew Patrick Davis, uh, or on YouTube, Matthew Patrick Davis. Um, those are the main places I'm the most active.
2: All right.
1: Or on Facebook.
0: Yeah. All right. Very good. This has been very fun. I'm glad uh yes, it this has. worked out. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And I know you're a busy man. You're I think after today you're going and doing some cool stuff.
1: I'm doing a Christmas show down in Laguna oh, nice. Beach. I spin oh. many disparate plates. Um yeah, play scary naked ladies, and then I'm also in a weird version of the Wizard of Oz. I'm playing the Scarecrow. So yeah, it makes no. sense to me. Yeah yeah <laughs> all right
0: thanks again thank you
2: bye bye the son of my own
0: everybody uh thanks for watching uh hit subscribe hit that little bell icon so you can get all the notifications when we're live or when i post a new interview big thanks to matthew patrick davis of barbarian seemed like a really cool guy and i am a i am a musical fan i was gonna i was just gonna belt out some tunes from um from all these movies but i will not do that because uh we don't want to interfere with the Music of the Month. Big thanks to Music of the Month, uh, Dylan Mars Greenberg. Thanks to uh, the people who do our uh, intro music, the Tomb of Nick Cage. Go and check out all these fine folks. Uh, go and check out um, on our merchandise. is on sale right now. Right now, but maybe when you hear this, maybe it's not anymore, but it's on uh, Public. Just look up without your head. We also have a store with free shipping. Uh with Amazon Prime on Amazon. Uh, join the Facebook group. You'll see um, when uh, who's coming up on the show. A lot of cool stuff uh, in the works. Uh, next week here live in the show will be Jeremy Sellenfriend, who did the effects in Smile and American Horror Story New York, which is very cool. It's going to be a good one um later on in this month we um i think the very week after that we're going to the 35th anniversary reunion of i was a teenage zombie that will be very fun and then on the 29th we will have um chatterer from the new hellraiser currently on hulu so that's gonna be very cool and then uh we will be in the next into the new year and Uh, All kinds of stuff will happen. All right. There's going to be some interviews that will pop up um, that won't be live. I just did one earlier with uh, Travis. He did a a Wounded Fawn. It's a great movie. So I checked that out on the shutter. Travis Stevens. I knew the name. All right. I'm going to get out of here. Thanks, everybody. Oh, by the way, Texas. This Saturday in Corpus Christi at South Texas Underground Film Festival. My films End Zone 2 and the Once in Future Smash will be playing in Corpus Christi. And then Sunday, the East Coast premiere, they will be at... New York City Horror Fest this Sunday. It's uh, both very exciting. I would make it out to both of them Saturday. You could also get the smash, the future Smash Burger. It is a burger named after our film, and it is vegan because our directors Michael Epstein and Sophia Cassiola are vegan. And then so they were thinking, uh, very nice of the, the fine folks, Mariella and Robert Perez, and don't forget Elvis Perez who run. South Texas Underground Film Festival. All right, I'm out of here. Subscribe here. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave some comments. Leave ratings. Do it all up. Share it to your friends. Share it to your loved ones. Share it to your enemies, and they will become your friends. Spread the head. Get the word out there. All right, until next week, this is Nasty Neil, and this was without your head. <laughs>
2: Oh!